Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of Insurance Uncovered. This podcast is produced by the National Association of Mutual Insurance Companies and is your source for insurance news and perspective from thought leaders in the property casualty insurance industry. I'm your host, Kathy Imus, and today we're uncovering an Illinois bill seeking to ban discrimination in auto insurance pricing could do the exact opposite. How NAMIC is working to protect policyholders and preserve competition in the marketplace. Plus, it's February, and that means it's Insurance Careers Month. Gamma Iota Sigma's Grace Grant shares what risk management students are looking for most as they enter the insurance industry. But first, NAMIC is working to stop a new bill in Illinois that seeks to limit auto insurance underwriting and rating practices that use non-driving factors like credit information and to increase the State Department of Insurance's ability to reject or modify rate increases. The so-called Motor Vehicle Insurance Fairness Act was proposed on behalf of the Illinois Public Interest Research Group, which claims auto insurers are reaping profits by using discrimination to raise rates on consumers. NAMIC and a broad coalition of insurance and business groups are collectively attempting to stop this anti-free market legislation that would only hurt policyholders. The association has explained to legislators that the changes will lead to a one-size-fits-all approach to pricing, which will eliminate competition and ultimately drive up auto insurance prices. NAMIC encourages members to oppose House Bill 2203 by contacting representatives in the Illinois House. Meanwhile, in Nevada, the state Supreme Court upheld the Division of Insurance temporary ban on using credit information to help set insurance rates until May 2024. The rule was reintroduced after NAMIC originally challenged the temporary ban back in 2020 when the insurance commissioner concluded that the pandemic had disproportionately negative impact on policyholders' credit information. NAMIC believes the impact of the court's decision will be less accurate insurance pricing and increased insurance rates for many Nevada drivers. The commissioner's original conclusion that the pandemic had a disproportionately negative impact on policyholders' credit information is simply not borne out by the facts. The use of credit-based insurance information is actuarially sound, benefits a majority of drivers, and is extremely predictive of risk. NAMIC remains hopeful that this rule will be reevaluated and rescinded, restoring the use of this valuable tool and its cost savings for consumers. A similar effort was struck down last year in Washington state, where a judge ruled that insurance commissioner Mike Kreidler exceeded his authority when he issued a permanent rule banning the use of credit-based insurance scores. Well, for young professionals seeking a rewarding career path, the insurance industry offers many opportunities, as we all know. Gamma Iota Sigma, the insurance fraternity, works hard to promote insurance to Gen Z students who might take an interest. The International Professional Fraternity hosted a downtown conference in Indianapolis during Insurance Careers Month, and NAMIC, along with some of our member companies, joined in. Students who attended had the chance to hear from keynote speakers, network with insurance companies, and take part in educational events. In NAMIC's conversation with students, we found many of them were clearly eager to become part of our important industry, and they have a passion for the work we do. Well, I really like that as a people industry. I do enjoy helping people and talking to people. Um, Sometimes I struggle with talking to people, but I do enjoy helping people, and I love how it's a stable, stable industry. 
everyone needs insurance. It's a required thing to have. And so insurance is so incredibly stable. And I, I love that and I, I want that in a career, is the stability. I think it'll be great helping people and seeing what you can do for them and getting that satisfaction, helping them during a hard time in their life. So I think that will be very rewarding. The NAMIC Mutual Insurance Foundation continues to offer financial help to students interested in insurance careers. With the industry facing an uncertain future driven by an age talent gap, we need the help of our members to attract more professionals to the industry. Visit NAMICMutualFoundation.org and make your donation to the NAMIC Mutual Insurance Foundation Scholarship Program today. Well, beyond Insurance Careers Month, Gamma Iota Sigma does a lot to connect students with insurance industry professionals. On today's Unscripted, our Neil Aldridge sits down with the fraternity's executive director, Grace Grant, to talk about what the industry can do to better attract young talent. We're joined today by Grace Grant, executive director of Gamma Iota Sigma. If you haven't heard of Gamma Iota before, it's a fraternity. Uh, that it is, exists uh, to create a pipeline for students to connect to the insurance industry. And February uh, is, when we're recording this podcast, February is Insurance Careers Month. And we have done a lot here at NAMIC on Insurance Career Mo Month promotion. And one of those things is to talk to Grace and learn a little bit, little bit more about the fraternity and the work that it does uh, for students and connecting it to the insurance industry. So, Grace, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. We're we're right there with you and the importance of insurance careers and excited to have this conversation today. Great. So for the listeners who may not know about Gamma Iota Sigma, why don't you just start there? Talk to us a little bit about the organization, its mission, et cetera. Absolutely. So Gamma Iota Sigma has been around for quite some time. We were founded in 1965 at the Ohio State University and then grew uh, year over year, but we really took shape over the last 10 years or so. We have uh, about doubled in size, growing from roughly 50 university chapters. We just chartered our 100th collegiate chapter in 2022, which was a, a great milestone to hit as an organization. We serve a mission of promoting and sustaining student interest in careers in insurance, risk management, and actuarial science. So all that we do is to really support that mission and drive that mission forward, which of course, provides this uh, great talent pipeline into the insurance industry. Uh, I would say that some of the things that we're most excited about are of course that growth, but alongside that growth, we've also done a lot to focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And just to share a couple quick stats with you, our, our membership, we have about 5,000 student members across our 100 chapters. About 10% of those students are international students. About 30% of our students are, are students of color. And we have about a 50-50 gender ratio. So we're seeing some really great um, results with the diversity initiatives that we've put in place that are, are helping to support that pipeline. Yeah, that's great. We were going to talk a little bit about some diversity issues along the way, but this is a good time to start. NAMIC, I think you probably know, has a NAMIC and Mutual Insurance Foundation. Its purpose is to, is to uh, provide scholarships to students. Uh, and we promoted a lot of the existence of the scholarship through Gamma Auto Sigma, so we're really happy. But it's interesting your stats there because it kind of reflects the, the student population that we see in our scholarship recipients too. It it, it is for as and, and probably rightfully so for 
and the insurance industry as a mature industry is not necessarily known today as a beacon of diversity, but it is certainly the younger folks coming into it, just in our scholarship participants, uh, over half of them are either persons of color or and, and a surprising number of women um, mm -hmm. that 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 apply and receive the scholarship. So that's a great story for the industry going forward, hopefully. Uh, that tells us that the, the next generation coming in is going to be more diverse. That's a great story for the industry there. So uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. it's it, it it's really it's really a great thing. So let's talk a little bit about you. You, you obviously work a lot with insurers in promoting the fraternity. Uh, what are you hearing from them in terms of their challenges in the job market today? Uh, there there definitely is a talent gap that's been talked about in the industry for a long time with a number of people retiring. What are you hearing from the industry on that front? Yeah, well, one thing that we're hearing a lot of is that this talent gap is is looming and something that we've been talking about in, in various roles I've been in. We've been talking about it for 15 years, and I would just say we need to change that phrase. The talent gap is not looming. The talent gap is, is here. Yeah. We are facing significant talent shortages. It is very disruptive to the future of this in industry. And, you know, we have more openings than we can fill. And what we're seeing, uh, a couple themes that we're seeing across the uh, 100 plus companies that we're, we're working with is that there is a, a rapid recruitment timeline. So we have not only are we competing with other industries, but we're competing with a timeline that's very difficult to fill. So we also see a, a mismatch in terms of when students are looking for jobs and when the industry is expecting to offer them. So students are looking for them much earlier than the industry has expressed that they're looking to fill them. So we need to get way ahead. If you look at industries like the accounting industry, for example, they're placing students a year and a half out in yeah. advance. So it's there's a very, very rapid recruitment timeline. So we need to act faster and you know to be able to secure some of that top talent. I mentioned a little bit the candidate employer mismatch. So there's this mismatch in terms of expectations with what the candidates are looking for. We're now, we talked about millennials for so long. We're no longer talking about millennials. We're talking about Gen Z and they are also a generation that went through the pandemic. So they have a very different um, understanding of the world. They've had a different experience in college and they have a different set of expectations with what they're looking for out of their employer. So employers need to understand who are we talking to? What types of students are we trying to get in front of now? Because it's different than the millennials. So we need to adjust how we uh, how we promote insurance careers and the things that we're making available to them. For example, Gen Z is not interested in the bells and whistles. That's something that for a long time employers talked about. We have, you know, foosball tables and, and these exciting things on on site. And those are not bad things at all. And, and that may resonate with some of our, our students, but that's not what they're interested in as much anymore. They are really looking for stability, flexibility, versatility, and those are all things that this industry offers. So we need to do a better job communicating that. But finally, I would say the the challenge that we're facing that we've already mentioned is a lack of diversity. And that's something that Gen Z cares a great deal about. Yeah, that's interesting. And frankly, for for the record, I'm glad we're, we can stop talking about the millennials finally. Uh, I feel like all we've done for the last several years is talk about that group of people. I'm a Gen Xer, so I can make, you know, I, I can have my own view of those crowd. Uh, but that it's, you know, definitely different uh, for certain. So you, you probably have learned that. I know Gamma Alpha Sigma does a survey 
a, a recruiting survey of your membership, and that probably gives you some of the insights you just mentioned. Are there other things that come out of that survey that are useful for insurers to know? Yeah, that survey is, just to give a quick background on that, we've been doing it for about seven years now. We have over a thousand students who complete it, and they're not all Gamma to Sigma students, so we make it open to, to college students and get a lot of great data from that. Uh, I already mentioned, you know, there's mismatch with the recruiting timeline. So we, within the survey, students express they're looking for jobs in the fall, whereas our industry survey reflects that they're looking to offer them sometimes later into February, March, but the talent has already been swooped up in, in the fall. Uh, I would also say something interesting is that 60 to 70% of our students based on this survey are willing to relocate for the right job, which is something that I you know oftentimes we'll hear, we, we work with these three universities or we're looking to stay in this state or this area or this region, but that can't be the way we approach talent anymore because they're willing to relocate. We have the flexibility of hybrid and, and remote work now. So we need to look more than beyond you know our backyard. Another interesting data point from that survey is that I think there's a misconception that the, the millennial Gen Z are all about virtual engagement they don't care to be face to face. They don't care to shake hands, but that's not what our data reflects. In fact, 85% of our students prefer face to face engagement, specifically as it relates to uh, engaging with recruiters. So face to face, shaking hands, being in person is still valuable to this generation. Uh, of just a few more things that that this survey reflects that we find interesting year over year is how they evaluate compensation packages and healthcare trends at the very top of what they're evaluating. So if, if you don't have a, a strong healthcare program, that is going to impact their, their interest in, in employment. And, and really, you know, students are, are taking things seriously today. They're pursuing a lot of internships. They're, they're looking at internships as opportunities for full-time employment. They're looking for meaningful work. So really the way that we, we used to approach internships and the way that we need to today are very different. And, and I think that the survey theme shows that they're really looking for future growth. They're looking to get plugged into a company, whether it's starting through the internship, utilizing rotational programs, but they're looking to grow as soon as they get, uh, get involved with an organization. So that's, that's something really important that we need to focus on as an industry. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, I've I, we've hired a couple of younger folks here at NAMIC over the past couple of years, one of which was was actually kind of right during the pandemic, and he had just graduated from college, and, and I met with him, you know, the first couple of weeks he was working here, and he told me, so, you know, I went to college, and I was really looking forward to being in the office, you know, like having that whole office experience. I don't want to work from home, you know, I, I want to be, and I was, that was a surprising and, and to me, good thing to hear from somebody that had just graduated from college uh, and it's interesting that your survey also reflects that that you know that face-to-face -face part is an important part to this generation that's encouraging i think for all of us going forward uh, that survey you know would be interesting information for insurers to find i suppose people can find it on the website or something the the full survey report is something that we make available to our sustaining partner organizations, uh -huh. which is uh, really the the ideal way to engage with Gamma Iota Sigma. We have about 60 organizations who invest in in Gamma Iota Sigma at varying financial levels. So the full yeah. report is is available to those sustaining partners, and um, you know we're always eager to to partner with organizations through that program. And there are other opportunities throughout the year. 
to engage with gamma iota sigma, but that is uh, really something that we keep available to make available to our sustaining partner organizations. Yeah, that's good. Good idea. Uh, so, you know, we've also got you know, the insurers, in our in our case, mutual insurers, we talked a lot about, I know the younger generations particularly value things like community engagement and having a purpose to their work. We, we like to connect them to the mutual segment of the industry because we think that part of the business reflects a lot of those values. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why we have our foundation to try to get folks connected not only to the insurance industry, but to the mutual industry. Um, and, and that's something that, you know, we put a lot of focus on and our members talk about that a lot. I know in their recruitment processes, are, you, are there other things you're hearing from insurers that you think are particularly good um, messages for students in, in, in a recruitment kind of way? Yeah, you know, I think that it's interesting. So we as an industry have such a great story to tell. And and really, if you watch the way that the narrative of this industry has changed over the decades, it went from how many times have you heard someone say they fell into the industry yeah. or this wasn't Everybody. their intended, yeah. <laughs> right, this wasn't their intended career path or they they knew someone or their, their dad was in it. And that's there's nothing wrong with, you know, that being the case from prior decades, but it's it's different now. It's an industry that has changed the way that we're communicating the career paths available. And it's particularly uh, relevant to this current generation, especially having come through the pandemic. Quick sidebar, I read a report recently that went through how they're engaging on campus, what was pre-pandemic, during pandemic, post-pandemic, and there were just glaring uh, impacts on how they're engaging with faculty, engaging with peers, uh, taking advantage of student organizations. And, and that really has led to this generation feeling skeptical, uncertain, worried. They've, they have watched their um, parents and the, the financial devastation that has happened over the past few years. And so they're they're taking things seriously. And what our industry can show them is that this is a, an industry that is stable, recession-proof, uh, lucrative. It can You can take a hobby and, and really marry it to a career. You can mm -hmm. join in one career path and choose to pursue another five years later. So those are the things that we're, we're seeing are having a really positive message and impact on students considering this career and, and really just that ability to have flexibility. So whether it's uh, a student who does want to be in the office five days a week, or maybe there's one who, you know, we have students who are are working parents who who need the flexibility and being in the office two days a week is better for them. So those are all the things that we need to just continue to put out there. But the final piece would be, what what do we do as an industry? You know, we we help people. And if there's such a philanthropic component to insurance that really resonates with this industry. So when you really get to the the technicality of what we're doing as an industry, that that philanthropic element, and we do a great job giving back to local communities. So continuing to communicate those things are are really resonating with this with this uh, generation. Yeah, that's, I, I think I'm encouraged to hear that because I, I I agree with you. I think there's a lot of attributes to this industry that not only are they, you know, is it a noble profession and plus filled with great people, uh, although it is seemingly accidental for everybody except for like the actuaries of the world, um, 
you know, hardly anybody in our, at least my age that I talk to, it talks about how they started out, you know, wanting to go work in the insurance industry. But uh, that certainly is changing now uh, with a number of risk management programs in colleges and insurance focuses, et cetera. But it does offer enormous opportunity to people um, in different paths of their careers, you know, every kind of aspect, whether it be technology or or claims or underwriting or financial management or investment management or whatever else may be out there, human resources, on and on and on. Uh, they're all in need in this industry and it offers it to everyone. I think it's probably not always apparent to everybody of the, the variety of positions that are available uh, in this industry and with these companies. Um, and, and so I think you're right that there's a really good value match here between maybe what students are looking for. I've got, I'm, I'm the parent of a couple of co college students. And so I see your, uh, what, what I see in them kind of reflected in what you're talking about as well. And I'm sure others are listening that have college age kids or just out of college. Uh, they all kind of do reflect those values. I think we maybe don't really know exactly what the value, the pandemic effect on those kids really is longer term, but uh, maybe that stability portion, which is a huge part of our industry um is certainly attractive to them and that's that's encouraging uh well listen grace we thanks uh, for joining us today thanks for the work you do uh, with us thanks for the partnership with namic and and we promote the foundation and the scholarship through your efforts we've got a lot of gamma Alpha sigma members that have received scholarships over the years and we'll continue to promote the good work you're doing encourage our members to also reach out to you and and talk about potential partnerships with the fraternity and and they can pursue their own interests here. So thanks again for joining us today. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. And that's all for this week's episode of Insurance Uncovered. We'll be back again on March 8th with more insurance news and perspective. Until next time, I'm Kathy Imus. Have a great day.